0: On this episode, I go into blockchain's relevance in the health space. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of Arv's Notes. And before I get into this episode, fun fact about me, uh, 17 episodes together now, so you might as well start to get to know me a little better. Uh, 17, the greatest number ever. And that's because it runs deep in my family. I was born on the 17th of Jan, my sister on the 17th of March, my dad on the 17th of August. And unfortunately, my mom didn't fit that trend, but you know, 17, uh, very, very uh, important to our family, uh, and obviously why it's the greatest number in the world. Uh, So today's episode, um, big episode, obviously number 17. So I thought uh, let's cover a big topic, and that is. Continuing on from the last episode where we started to look at um, a blockchain tech uh, What it was gave you a bit of a definition so that it wasn't so techy But you could start to understand what blockchain actually is um, If you haven't watched it definitely go watch that one first because you'll need to understand that before we start looking at the first application of blockchain uh, in a real world context Today's one, I really wanted to touch on health. I might touch on a few other industries um, since we're using the smart cities umbrella. So um, I might look at that into the future. Definitely comment below if you want to see this um, applied in different industries. I'm more than happy to tackle it because it's got huge applications in education, uh, in law, in government services, uh, in uh, policing and defense. Huge applications there, but. Something that's a bit closer to home, especially with the introduction of the My Health Record um, and some of the the real issues that we face by having a disparate medical record system. I thought tackling the conversation of blockchain in the health sector uh, was probably going to bring a lot of value for so many of you because, one, you're a person that might be leveraging the healthcare system in your country and the majority of our viewers are Australians. So... Uh, when you're looking at the My Health Record and some of the advantages um, that blockchain will have over the My Health Record, um, is definitely eye-opening. Uh, but as well, seeing it used in a real-world context that affects all of us, I think gives us a better appreciation for the technology itself because it does actually touch us. Uh, And so you can start to then play around with that concept in other industries yourselves, um, doing your own research, uh, so that you guys can obviously be better in your roles regardless of what industry you might be in. So healthcare and blockchain. So one of the issues that faces almost every single country in the world is we don't have a consolidated single view of a patient. You know, look at your life today. From the day you were born all the way through to now, Depending, doesn't matter how old you are, you would have had a number of treating physicians and not just your basic GP, but I'm talking about your dentist, your physio, anyone that has given you some kind of medical treatment at some stage in your life, um, will have their own record about you and so when you actually come to go through life and you're seeing another physician you know not having that full context all consolidated into one place uh, makes every single one of your treating physicians lives harder because they don't have context about who you are and they're trying to get as much information from you in that one session as uh, and unfortunately, we forget things. Uh, we deem certain things not important, that maybe. And so we're prone to a lot of error. We're prone to prescribing the wrong medication because of it. You know, people in hospitals who are, you know, been struck by a, a shit piece of luck um, in trauma aren't, isn't able to communicate with their doctors um, or surgeons can't give them all that context almost immediately because while that hospital might have access to one of your health records uh, there'll be a whole bunch of information that just won't be there because it has not been consolidated and so the need for this consolidated health record has been on the top of the agenda in the health space for actually quite some time what we've always struggled with is a number of factors being the technology to actually make it happen uh, privacy and other pieces of legislation that uh, which gives the public a level of comfort to have all of that information consolidated in one place and then the ability to adopt that as well so you know we're all used to the systems that we use today so how do you drive that shift so that everybody moves away from what they're comfortable with to what they need to in the case of this record and so this is where, you know, blockchain has a huge role to play into the future. And there's some great work being done in the space. So now you're probably thinking, all right, so how do we apply blockchain into this scenario if all we've known blockchain to be is a currency? So in the last episode, I touched on what blockchain actually was. Blockchain is not cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is an application of Blockchain. And so blockchain is the underlying piece of technology, and ultimately it's a digital ledger. It is a series of pieces of information in sequential order. Um, So effectively blocks of information added to a chain um, distributed across thousands, if not millions of nodes or computers in a network that in real time update, validate every single addition to that blockchain. One of the great things about this is you don't have a centralized source. And so you're not having to put all your trust into one company, into one data center, into one SaaS or cloud platform, it's distributed across all the users of that network. And so there is no real single point of failure on this, which then allows this to one, be done almost in real time, that in the medical space has a lot of advantages. Um, You're not prone to a singular entity or organization to be that central point of trust to hold all that information. So you're you're less prone to corruption, you're less prone to human error of people doing the work in that environment. Um, And ultimately, you know, when you're distributed uh, across all these computers, it feels like you're giving power back to the people. And that in it is very, very powerful when you start talking about information as sensitive and as valuable as health data. And so why is blockchain so important for health records? Well, because it's a digital ledger. In this scenario, we're not actually applying it to a currency. We're not recording how much money do you have. What we're recording are different health events that happen through your life. Every time you go to the doctor and he prescribes you, he or she, sorry, prescribes you medication. Every time that you go to the optometrist and your prescription changes every time you go to the dentist and you have another filling put in or you just have a basic clean you've got perfect teeth no worries but there's a record that you've been to the dentist in uh, a number of times over the years you know every time you go to a physio because you've done your knee in basketball and they've given you rehabilitation that's recorded and so these are the pieces of information that are being stored on this ledger and over time your profile your record starts to get built out and just like blocks on this chain everything that's come in the past cannot be altered cannot be deleted it is there for public view now the moment i said that there is one piece that i did not cover uh in the description that i gave about blockchain yes uh, last episode and that was about the way that data is inputted and accessed on this blockchain I alluded to uh, the use of cryptography, but that, and again, is a term that I would say the majority of us actually don't know. So cryptography um, is a form of encryption, decryption that the blockchain actually uses. I want to give a simplistic view of this because even I'm not an expert in this. Um, If you want to know more, in the comments below, shoot me a message um, because I will get that Easy to understand definition of what um, public and private keys are, what cryptography means in the digital era. Um, I'll make an episode about that. But if you definitely, if you really want to see that, put it in the comments below so I can start to plan these episodes into the future. But it's using public and private keys, you know. So in, it won't be your name necessarily that's stored in the blockchain, but rather a string of letters and numbers that to the everyday person means absolutely nothing. And it's not until you have your private key, i.e. your personal, your private key, that you'd be able to decrypt everything to make sense of what's actually on that blockchain. So there is a encrypt, all the data that is on a blockchain is encrypted. So anyone viewing it on those millions of computers that this thing is distributed on can't make sense of what's actually on there unless they have that. And they won't get that unless you authorize them to have it as your personal information. If you don't authorize people to have it, they can't see it. They'll be able to see gibberish. They won't be able to see your data. And that's incredibly powerful as well. So I think, look, I look, I definitely will cover that on a future episode. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but for the moment, you're going to have to take this on blind faith from me or go off and do your own research on this, but there's a level of encryption that is incredibly powerful that anonymizes everything on the blockchain itself and you don't actually get to see what that information actually is until you are authorized but the person whose information that is and that is through their private key. And so um, because of that, uh, you are now able to get all this information about your health record over time added to this blockchain and so that any practicing physician at any point in time when they have you know you've had a car accident hopefully you don't but touch wood i don't have anything here here i can't see it, but trust it's there touch wood that you don't have an accident but if you did and you had pre-existing conditions that your treating doctor at the time did not know about it puts you in a worse state because they can't give you the best level of care but now with this blockchain and all that information they're ready to go at their fingertips a doctor could be authorized because of your of your state to be able to access that information about your history so they can give you the best care possible it means they don't give you medication that you're allergic to it means that if you've had previous surgeries that impacts your current state, they are aware of it and they can appropriately manage around it. You know, there's a millions of different permutations that could be happening, but because they have your, your information on hand, you're so much better off. Two, you're not gonna have to remember all of this and trying to get doctors to work on it, you know, and, you, sorry, you don't have to remember your entire medical history and in that moment that you're getting diagnosed for whatever ailment you might have at that point in time, you don't have to think. What does the doctor actually need to know? What do they don't need? What don't they need to know? That doctor would have access to the information, give you the best quality care at that point in time. And so that's the power of it, right? Because you're putting on this blockchain, powerful uh, security uh, behind it, and an incredible means in order to store that information, being. Stored across millions of computers, no central source of failure onto this system means that uh, the ability for this to serve the greater public and not an individual institution to have that much power over these records is incredibly valuable as well. Now, there are two elements when you look at blockchain that you may be thinking about, which I haven't covered yet either. And that is, why are there all these computers on this network validating every single thing that's put on there and the second piece i'll quickly cover as well today is how do you get every single doctor to put it onto this blockchain right don't they have their own system today so first question that i'll tackle the second one first actually because it leads into the into the first and so today doctors will be using multiple systems right depending on which surgery or practice that you go into that doctor will have their preference as to what medical record system they use a lot of them some of them are paper-based still but most have moved to an electronic means um, in some way shape or form they'll have their own software that does that for them but there's no centralized version of this and so the key here is not to build another system that everybody has to consolidate onto but rather create the database in this case the blockchain that every single one of these systems can communicate with. So regardless of what system is placed in a doctor's surgery, in a hospital, in an optometrist, in a dentist, they would be able to talk to the central blockchain, point all the information they're recording onto the blockchain, right? And so now you're just creating a connector, and that's incredibly powerful because you can do that. Obviously, there's a lot of work and a company needs to come about and create this product. But that is incredibly powerful and definitely something that can be done. The reason why I said that one first and then moving on to the next one is whoever creates this blockchain, uh, great, we can record information onto it. But what if no doctors are on at that time or there are not enough of them to update the blockchain? Now, how do you incentivize all of these doctors to consistently be on their computers because imagine this situation a doctor logs off for the night computers off and so if someone in an er emergency room at midnight goes to update this blockchain with this new information about a patient that's come in and all the computers are off right how does it update it can't communicate to everybody and so the challenge with any blockchain any cryptocurrency whatever it might be is how do you incentivize people to remain constantly on the network so you can consistently update it with cryptocurrency and this is the great example for cryptocurrencies with cryptocurrency especially bitcoin you had what the what were called miners you know these miners were well, literally mining digging in the proverbial ground but in this case solving complex equations on the blockchain and for being consistently on the network consistently validating every transaction happening on the network they were rewarded with coins in this case bitcoin and so the more that they were on their mining but in actual fact mining was just meaning validating everything that was happening on the blockchain and solving for the block and then moving to the next one but they were the ones that were powering all that that blockchain network to make sure everything was updating, they got coins as a result. And all those people that are mining coins were getting more and more value because people were trading those coins as actual currency. Now, in a health record, you can't really do that. right You're not going to mine for coins to give to people. And so there's this incredible company called, and, I'm, and I've pulled it up here because I read it on the MIT Technology Review. But this organization, MEDREC, M-E-D-R-E-C, they're leveraging blockchain for these medical records. And they think they've found the way to incentivize people to be on the network. And that is to be able to provide research institutions, pharmaceutical companies, whoever it might be, that needs access to medical data By staying on this network, validating all these transactions, validating all this information, keeping the blockchain alive, they get access to anonymized medical data. Now, this in itself is incredibly powerful and at the same time, incredibly unnerving for so many of us, right? We're in an age where data privacy about hacking and people getting access to all these records... Um, is at an all-time high you know we're starting to lose trust in organizations like Facebook how the information on people was used in that Cambridge Analytica scandal you know boards around the world are now being taught about data governance data security because it's incredibly important you know if we're storing personal data we need to ensure that we're putting the right security measures to ensure that is protected and the other piece is people just don't want to, want you to know everything about them. And so the moment you say, I'm going to give data to somebody, all of us are on edge. And so the thing that they're using here is they're going to give you anonymized data. So as part of this blockchain build, right, and there's Medrec. These guys here are going to build this blockchain. Part of what they'll have to do is create a blockchain that allows access to certain pieces of data To be able to give to these providers now you would have to obviously opt in to leverage a service like this but if you did there'll be some guidelines around how they anonymize all this data but they could give up information like your age your sex ethnicity current ailments current treatment plans now if you stepped away and you didn't know that that was I'm going to give you arbitrary names. That wasn't Karen, who was living in Burwood, east of Melbourne. But all you saw was a female of Caucasian descent, uh, 28 years old, who is currently undergoing treatment for chickenpox. Now, that data and the outcome is incredibly valuable to some of these research organizations that are struggling to get all of this information you know by giving this kind of data to these organizations in real time we're probably going to start advancing medical science a lot faster which is actually going to benefit the greater public uh, in the way that we're able to treat existing and emerging diseases into the future Um, different conditions that are coming up as a consequences the way we are advancing as a as a species on this planet and so being able to provide these institutions as data is actually incredibly powerful and once we get to a point where we can find that balance of what data these institutions need to make all their research relevant and on the other hand keep it so anonymous and have enough trust that it is truly anonymous that fits in with our comfort as a society around the use of that data, you've got an incredibly powerful platform for innovation in the medical space. And because now all these institutions are consistently on this network, getting this anonymized data, they are now validating that and providing an incredible service to every single one of us by giving us a blockchain to store our medical records. And because it's distributed across all these different institutions, doctors as they log on and off this network, this truly distributed no single source of truth kind of platform which then gives us a level of comfort that you know we don't have a big brother owning all our information either. Incredibly powerful, um, and something that I'm going to keep an eye on. To MedRec, M-E-D-R-E-C. I'll probably put a uh, a link to that in the description below as well. And I'll come and I'll find a few other health records-based blockchain projects, um, and put that in the description below. Because I think once we start to see the power of these platforms, of power of these um, companies who are innovating, who are leveraging this kind of technology in an incredibly powerful way for society we're going to start shifting the sentiment toward it and therefore speed up its um, introduction to market so these this innovation within healthcare is incredibly it's going to be incredibly valuable in some way shape or form now no one can actually predict into the future whether or not blockchain will be the, the engine behind a health record system. But if I was a betting man, having seen the power that it has, some of the innovations that MedRec are doing in terms of empowering research institutions around the world, with this anonymized data but and then at the same time providing a great service to the general public i think is incredibly promising if you're a betting person you would say that in some way shape or form and it may not be the company i just mentioned it may be another iteration of it but in some way shape or form if you're a betting person and i am not but in this case i would i would bet that blockchain will have some level of contribution to the healthcare space it may not be in the next three to five It may be in five, it could be in 10, it could be in 20, I don't know. But in some way, shape or form, it will be incorporated. And in my view, it's just a matter of time. And so people having real discussions about blockchain in the medical space, like what we're starting here today, will help shift the sentiment in industry, in the general public as to the why it's so powerful, so that the people in a position to invest and make the decisions into the direction that we're going, start to understand this sooner and then start acting on it faster so that is what i would hope to be a very tangible very real application of blockchain um, on a topic that is incredibly hot here in australia as we transition to um, a digital health record system at some point this month actually in november where where you can opt in the last time you can actually opt out from getting a record made for you. And so very topical and hopefully has given you a bit of insight as to the why this technology could be used. Yes, I haven't gone into a lot of the underlying pieces like cryptography, like the fact that you need miners on the network, but hopefully as we go through these episodes and I will touch on another application of blockchain in a future episode, Hopefully, um we start to demystify what this technology actually is and start to see that at its fundamental core, right? We've gone to blockchain at its fundamental level. We looked at the record, health record, at almost a fundamental level, and we could start to see how they married up to be able to be good matches to solve challenges we are facing. We're going to do the same thing again next episode. I haven't got the example yet, but I will find it. And uh we will explore it. We'll get to the to that problem's fundamental uh core issues challenge, whatever it might be, and show how it matches up with the technology of blockchain to really come together and uh solve that challenge so that is it for this episode. uh It was a very long episode, but you know with these kind of topics, it's very hard to get it across um in uh In one short period of time because there are a lot of complex themes around that are going to be happening with a lot of these discussions so appreciate it please in the comments below shoot me a message do you like this format is it too long these episodes would you like to see this one chopped up into two or three to easy digest or um, could it be longer could i go into a bit more detail Um, definitely want to make sure that i'm delivering something that's going to be a value to every single one of you uh, and so happy to tailor this uh, to any of you. And as well, if any of you ever want to get uh, interested in contributing to this show, I'm actually now looking for you know people in industry that I can have robust conversations with in front of a camera, with the microphone, uh, and distributing across these platforms to start accelerating uh, this, I wouldn't call movement, but this perspective of how do we get a more business-focused, a more outcomes-based perspective on technology and more specifically emerging technology to cut through the hype so that we can all start to innovate more effectively regardless of the industry we're in. So that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for stopping by and I can't wait to see you guys next time.